Now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Brad. We are so happy you're joining us, and we hope that you're all safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 545, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Devin and Kirsten. Now, Devin is a former student of Vicky's, and Kirsten was actually one of Vicky's student teachers. And they went on a recent Disney trip, actually the first month that Disney World reopened. So welcome to you both, Devin, Kirsten. Thanks. We're glad to be here. All right. We appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. So Devin and Kirsten sat down with us last February before the whole pandemic set in. And planned out this amazing trip. Not that it wasn't amazing. We'll get onto that part. But for them to go in June. And as we all know, the pandemic hit. And we kept watching and hoping that their trip would still get to be in June. They were supposed to stay at the Destino Tower um, at Coronado Springs. And the closer it got, the more we all realized that it was not going to happen. So they had to postpone their trip to August. And they traded to Old Key West, correct? Oh, we went to um, Port Orleans. Yeah. And so then Port of Orleans, as we all know, was not open in August. So then we had to call and change them yet again. So then they were at one of our favorites, which is Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, We've never had the opportunity to stay at Port of Orleans, but we heard it's beautiful as well. I know this wasn't your first trip. You guys were there from August 3rd to August 9th, correct? Yeah. Speaking of your resort, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Like your favorite parts. What about the safety? Is there anything quarantine related that's really stuck out to you that they were doing at the resort that, you know, they kind of upped their game on the quarantine aspect or not so much? Just tell us about that. I think I think the biggest one was uh, the food aspect of everything, specifically like the mobile orders and, and they have the banana cabana. That was a little confusing. Uh, we noticed pretty early on uh, for most of it, they had signs saying what was going on and whatnot, but uh, our second, first or second day there, we went to Banana Cabana and they were doing the, like a cash cash register type ordering for people that were at the pool and stuff so they could take their drinks back to the pool. But you could also sit down and order food, but we didn't know that. So we waited in line behind three or four people. And then when we got to the front, they're like, oh, you didn't even have to do that. You could have gone and sat down and we would have had a waiter. Um, So that was kind of one of the more confusing aspects. But I mean, other than that, we felt pretty safe, not only at the resort, but throughout the whole property. They were pretty, pretty strict on the masks. So the masks were required at the resorts as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. If you weren't, if you weren't uh, stationary at a table or in the pool or even in the pool, uh, you had to wear it anytime outside of your room. Gotcha. And so Banana Cabana is, so it's a food and a drink thing, because I don't think that was there when we were there the last time. I think it's an add-on. So with the the new kind of lobby area, the old Port Royal, it's a pretty small space, but I mean, they still spaced out the tables and if they couldn't actually space them out, they put signs on there saying, hey, this table's closed. Uh, but I mean, the wait staff was awesome. They were all masked up. They had face shields on. Um, it didn't hinder the experience at all. As far as your room goes, which section were you guys in? We were in Barbados. Barbados. We were pretty close to um, Old Port Royal, which was awesome for you know going and getting food or if we needed to go um, talk to anybody at the front desk, that was super easy. And we really weren't too far from the Skyliner, which was great. It, you know, not as close as like Jamaica, but still relatively close. And then um, we had our bus stop for Barbados, um, not too far in front of our building. And then we were also close to the Old Port Royal bus stop. So we had options there for getting to everything. It felt it felt like a really good location. That's good, I'm glad. And so why you since you mentioned it, what was your take on the Skyliner? Oh, we loved it. Yeah, it was pretty it was so cool. I mean, you, you sat in a line, but once the line got moving, it was, it moved pretty quick. Even like it, it, it felt, a lot farther with the six foot in between each party and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't think we waited more than 20 minutes to get on a skyline. 
Yeah, it was pretty good. The only like real complaint, I guess, um, or th issue that we noticed was when we went to Epcot, it was raining when we were leaving and so the Skyliner wasn't open and we didn't realize how to get back to our resort. What had happened was a, b a big storm rolled through as we were leaving Epcot, uh, which had shut down the Skyliner. So it was pouring down rain and we asked a cast member on our way out, hey, uh, we're staying at Caribbean Beach. Obviously the Skyliner's down. Where where should we go for our bus? And he said the Boardwalk Hotel or the Boardwalk Resort. Us not really knowing our way around too well, we accidentally went to uh, the Beach other Club. one over there, Beach Club. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we went, we sat there, waited for a shuttle for 20 minutes, and it just it didn't seem right because um, we didn't see any resort buses for our resort. Mm -hmm. So we go back into the lobby and we ask them, Hey, here's our deal. Are we in the right spot? And they're like, I never heard of them doing that. They didn't know that, that they were running resort buses from Boardwalk for us to go back to Caribbean Beach. The whole ordeal, because it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? And they're like, oh, well, we can call you a cab. I'm like, but I thought there were buses. We eventually just took a cab because we were trying to make a dinner reservation. But that was kind of one of the confusing things was the cast members at Beach Club weren't really up to date with- What to do either. Correct, the switch if it were raining. So where was your dinner reservation that night? I can't remember. California Grill. Oh yeah, so you guys needed to get back so that you could get dressed. And luckily it was a, a late reservation, so we had plenty of time, because um, we had left like around seven or something, and it was like a 9.30 reservation. So we made sure to leave with plenty of time and everything, but it was just uh, like, okay, this is a little stressful. Like we can't figure out how to get back to our resort, but we figured out uh, after, that that they do run buses um, from Skyliner Resorts to like Epcot and Hollywood Studios when the Skyliner is down. Gotcha. Um, so that we were, once we figured that out when we went to Hollywood Studios the next day and then like two days later, um, we were able to use the buses as needed. And it seemed like it was a longer walk going all the way to Boardwalk compared to the Beach Club. Cause I mean, you had to go across the bridge and everything else. And there were no signs pointing us to the right resort either. Um, but I mean, we got it figured out. It was just one of those minor inconveniences. We, we've had that moment where we did the wrong thing, but we figured out all buses go to just in future. And for people who are listening, all buses go to Disney Springs. So if you take a bus to Disney Springs, then it will get you to a resort bus. And that's what they had told us. Yeah. Uh, they said, you can hop on the Disney Springs bus. And we're like, we don't really want to because we want us to have plenty of time to go get dressed. We weren't sure what the lines were. And there were plenty of people waiting for the Disney Springs bus at Beach Club. So that's when we just opted for the cab. Just save our time. It was not even 10 bucks for the cab. So you did a cab, not a Lyft or a Uber. Well, they weren't running the uh, mini the, the minivans. Van. Right. So we, every other time we used rideshare, it was Uber or Lyft. Um, but the guy helping us was pr super helpful. He's like, let me get you a cab. We'll get it taken care of. And so we're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, they had called it for us. I think otherwise, if, if right. we hadn't talked to them, then we would have used like Uber or Lyft. Um, but because we had gone to them and we were asking about it, they made sure to get us a, a cab. Well, that was nice. I'm glad that, that they helped you after you were kind of Right, right. Yeah, they were very helpful and accommodating with that. You guys had six park day tickets, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that I should know all of this, but it all runs together at one time, but because um, I helped them. But which parks did you go and how many times did you go to each park? So we went to all four parks. We did Magic Kingdom our first day, Epcot mm -hmm. our second day. Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. On Wednesday. On Wednesday, Animal Kingdom. Thursday. Thursday. And then we went back to Hollywood Studios Friday. And then we ended our trip at Magic Kingdom on Saturday. Which is ideal. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. That was that was a plan. Of all of those parks, which one do you think was your favorite? Um, I think for me, Magic Kingdom was my favorite because there was just more there that I could ride. I tend to get motion sick. So, you know, like big roller coasters I have a hard time with and everything. Um, so there was a lot more at Magic Kingdom that I could do um, and a lot of that was like indoor rides, which I found, especially when we went back the second day, I noticed that really made a difference for me. Cause like when we went to Animal Kingdom and even to Hollywood Studios, I was really struggling with like being outside all day and being in a mask um, just cause it was, I mean, it's Florida in August, you know, it's, it's hot. <laughs> um, so I really struggled with that, but I think that's why Magic Kingdom was my favorite. You also liked Epcot too, but I it, did. there was more so just walking around. There was more to look at as opposed to 
while I went on when and rode a ride, she's just standing there in type mm -hmm. of deal. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, it, it always has been, is Hollywood Studios. Um, I'm more the thrill seeker, so rock and roller coaster, Tower of Terror, uh, and then with the new Galaxy's Edge, that was by far one of my favorite areas of the trip. So yeah, he loved that. He totally geeked out when we stepped into Galaxy's Edge for the yeah. first time. <laughs> Speaking of um, Tower of Terror, I went on that a couple of years ago for the first time. Really? Because my family was like, "Oh, you got to ride it just once." Yeah. Never again. <laughs> I was I was sick the rest of the day. I had forgotten oh. that they drop you first, like in the pitch black. And so I was like waiting for the doors to open and it just didn't happen. And I was like, oh yeah. That was not a, that was not a good day for me. How many drops did you have? Uh four, maybe five. See it range when it first started, I don't know if you know this, but it start started and it was only three drops, but people didn't like that it was so that you could guess or you knew you'd like one, two, three, okay, we're done. And so they range from three to six. And the last time was the same year that Brad did it. It was two years ago was the last time that Joey wrote it because when I went on it with him, it dropped six times. Wow. And he was flipping out and he's like, I think my time with Tower of Terror is now over. And he doesn't usually, he doesn't usually get sick, but he was like, I had heard it could go to six. I just didn't really believe it because it never done it to us. And I'm like, well, here's your day. But then I wrote it with Brad after that. So obviously I was okay with it, but yeah. And we were talking with his mom and stepdad about Disney because they went a few years ago. And his mom was like, oh, well, can't you do Tower of Terror? Because that's not really like a, a motion ride. And both of us were like, oh, no. The drops are what was, yeah. I was going to say, I would have never thought that you could do that. So Rock and Roller Coaster, you, of course, love that. How long was your wait for that? Not long at all. Uh, I mean, it all depended on the day. I think the longest I waited was maybe 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. There is no, uh, there's no pre-show right now. Oh, everything. really? They just walk you right yeah. through? Well, they, yeah, they have the line going through. Uh, I mean, it, they still have music playing and obviously the studio's still set up, but I mean, you're not seeing Aerosmith doing their thing. So sad. When they're busy, when it's normal and it's really crowded there, they sometimes do that. They don't do the pre-show. They just keep pushing you through. I guess they feel like it's not the importance of the ride itself. And so just keep moving. So now you have to geek out and tell us about Galaxy's Edge because I did not get, it was so crowded. They walked in there, but I was on the EVC. So I didn't, I've not seen it personally in person, only on YouTube. Right. Um, the amount of detail that they had put into this is just astounding. Um, you just, you feel like you're there. And I know that's a cliche thing to, to say, <laughs> but I mean, there's just something about seeing the Millennium Falcon just right there where, I mean, just in person. And it's just, it was really cool. Um, I rode both of the rides, the Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. I was lucky enough to get a boarding group uh, both of our days. Not yeah. only a boarding group, but like you were boarding group yeah. three the first day. I had no problem. Cause I mean, and Disney's done a great job of advertising how to get into the virtual queues. Mm -hmm. um, they even have like posters outside that are like- They make announcements. Yeah, they make announcements and they have like little fold, fold out uh, poster things that they put um, at the front of Hollywood Studios. So uh, we got, I got, the first day I got boarding group three, and then the second day I got boarding group one, which basically once you get your boarding group, by the time you get to the ride, they're already boarding. And they, they it, at least while we were there, it seemed like they were doing increments of five. So one through five was first, six through 10, whatever. Uh, and that line, that queue is probably now my favorite in the park. Uh, you basically wait in line. There's a little pre-show with Ray and BB-8, and then they put you on like a transport vehicle. It's a whole, it's a that's a whole nother show too. Your, your ship is captured, and then you're in a Star Cruiser. And when you step foot off the transport, it's like you're in the the ship bay, the loading bay of a Star Cruiser. And that was probably just it was great, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I was the last one off the transport, my first time riding it, so I actually got to like sit back for a second and just like enjoy it to myself, which was really cool. So about the boarding groups, can you give us some context? You said, you, I think you said you were three one day and maybe one the other day. Like how many boarding groups total are there in like a given day? So it all depends, right? When we were there, they did, they gave you two chances to join a boarding group each in a day. If you got your boarding group on the first day at 10 o'clock, you didn't, you couldn't go at two o'clock and try and get another one. Mm -hmm. So you only got to ride once per day. 
Um, that being said, since I got such early groups, I really don't know how high the groups went each day. I think day. I saw that like the first, the at the 10 o'clock one, it would go to like 35 or 40. And then at the two o'clock one, it would go to like the upper 60s. I mean, they were, yeah. And, and just the specific number you had wasn't as important as what group you were with going in. So like I said, at the, the early morning, since I got such an early group, it was boarding groups one through five. And so, okay. And they were checking. They're like, did you get your, your deal to come get in line? Yeah, here's my my number. It was, yeah. I mean, I lucked out and got got them pretty early and obviously gave us plenty of time to to go around the parks it didn't i didn't have to keep checking my phone for the push notification saying hey it's my turn um we just once we got it we went there i wrote it and we were on our way so that was not a ride that you were capable of riding either no i wasn't able to go on that ride i wanted to but i was not able to but next time hopefully next time i can it was it's probably one of my favorite disney rides now Devin. so that ride i've never been on it how does it rate in in relation to like motion and the motion you feel right it's uh it's using the trackless system so it's it's i don't i don't think you guys have been on runaway railway yet either it's the same with for those that have it's basically the same thing there's a couple of jerks because i mean it's it's supposed to be excitement it's supposed to be fast paced like you're trying to evade uh kylo ren and just get off of the star cruiser so i mean there's some jerks just because that's the effect they're going for uh, towards the end of the ride, you're in an escape pod that drops out and then jets off. And that drop, I mean, it it was, it wasn't like, it, was, it made your stomach drop a little bit, but nowhere near Tower of Terror, nowhere near even, it was probably comparable to Pirates of the Caribbean, the drop in that ride. Oh, okay. But that's probably the best way, best ride to compare it to. The minimal drop, not enough to where, like, if, if you get just slightly motion sick, you'll I think you'll be fine. Cause it's also towards the end of the ride as well. And so, at Magic Kingdom then, Kirsten, what was your favorite? Oh gosh, I-, I Or you can have more than one, I do. <laughs> um, my favorite queue was definitely Peter Pan's flight. I just love all the detail in it. I think it's really cool. And I like, I was almost kind of bummed. Like there was one time that we rode it where there was like nobody around. And then another time we rode it, there were a bunch of people in line. And so I kind of felt like both times I couldn't just like, sit there and enjoy the queue, which is um, something that made me a little sad, but it's something that I can do next time. Did you do the laugh floor? We no, did not. No, we did not get to do that. So was it closed? You know, to be honest, I totally forgot about it. Just the way our schedule worked out with, you know, our, our reservations and stuff like that, we were kind of, we kind of jumped around Magic Kingdom a little bit. We didn't actually do like a complete circle. It was, okay, let's go here. And then we got to go back over here and then, oh crap, let's go do this ride because this wait time's only 20 minutes. So you wore each other out. No wonder you were so tired. Oh right. yeah. Oh yeah. It worked out though. It really did. Um, mm -hmm. she really liked pirates after we got through the drop. I mean, the drop didn't necessarily bug her that much. No, I just wasn't like fully expecting it. And we're like about to do it. And he goes, okay, hey, by the way, there's drop. I was like, we, okay. We had just gotten <laughs> on to, to we had just gotten on to the ride. And I said, oh yeah, by the way, there's a drop. I'll let you know when it's coming. And he's like, once, hey. Well, right. And once we got to it, I was like, here it is. And a few seconds later we hit it. So you got to ride Jungle Cruise? We, yes, yes that, that was probably your that's favorite. probably my favorite yeah. yeah i really liked jungle cruise but i also just really enjoy like funny like pun like that and so we yeah somehow we, we got the laughing. same cast member two or three times yeah on different seriously days. Yeah. yeah it was so funny so we went and wrote it the second time our second day i go i like she did great but i want somebody else <laughs> for the second time on the second day we saw that skipper um, like she was coming back from break or something and we were like, oh, of course, oh no. <laughs> again, she was great, but we were like, oh, maybe we're going to get her again. Did you do Carousel of Progress? We did. Mm -hmm. That was actually I my also, first time doing it. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that one as well. Because right after you guys left, they glitched out. And so I have to check for this week's news, but I understand that it's possibly not up still. And then you didn't get to ride Brad's favorite move, uh, ride. So I'll let him talk to you about that. Yeah, so people mover. I'm so disappointed. I know. I know. I wanted to ride that so bad. I'm so sad it's not open right now. Oh, it just kills me. It would have been so perfect. And like, I could have done that while Devin was on like Space Mountain. Yeah. You know, that would have been a great little like time killer for me. So I'm not just like sitting there trying to like find shade to, to hide in. <laughs> you didn't go ride Buzz Lightyear by yourself? 
<laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been upset if she did, but I, I really liked Buzz Lightyear as well. Yeah, that was a good one. So you're good with people mover as far as motion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a, my motion sickness thing can be a little weird. So if it's like a, a, a ride like Smuggler's Run, like I absolutely could not do that. But like people mover, I would be okay with uh, because like I can still, like I can find a, a horizon spot. So I would be fine on something like that, yeah. Brad's still uh, promoting that they make that all the way through the park. I want, it, I want it to go all the way around the park and I would just ride it for at least a few hours. Mm -hmm. That's all we want. You know, she, she mentioned Smuggler's Run again. That ride was actually really cool. Uh, basically, you're with a smuggler, obviously, and you're trying to, I forget the name of the element you're trying to get, uh, but what's really cool about that ride is, depending on how intact your ship is, will affect what it looks like when you get off the ride. Because like, you're, you're in the Millennium Falcon, you're piloting the ship, and when, once you get out and the cast member says, all right, come on and step out this way, the health of the ship, they have different lights and they make it look like it's either really intact or just really busted up. And it was really cool because you could see like your percentage at the end and you're like, oh man, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> Something like that. But it was, it was really cool. The detail they put in that ride too was really cool. It cost a lot of money, so I'm sure. So, so could you see more of the hotel being built when you were there? No. Uh, I, I knew that they were building it. I just didn't even know where. I didn't realize it was going to be right there, but that makes sense. Yeah, we did see one getting built, but we... The Cayman or something along those lines? I just know that one's going to be the first resort that leads directly into a park. Really? Wow. Oh, cool. So uh, the people that, depending on where your room is, could be fate. You could look out and see Galaxy's Edge from your window. Now, the cost is quite ridiculous but <laughs> so the sunday night you made you reminded me of the sunday night we um our reservation started monday we got there sunday and we stayed at a hotel near holiday inn at disney springs yeah um but from our resort we could see you could see ex uh, expedition everest oh um, cool you could barely um uh, make out hollywood studios mm-hmm uh, you could kind of see, see some of the mountains from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And then with our, you could see Contemporary Resort, but you couldn't see the castle just because of the resorts and where they were positioned. And then Epcot was blocked by a couple of buildings. But When you guys were on the Skyliner, did you see the point? And we didn't see that when we were on the Skyliner. We've seen it since we've been home. So now I'm going to be looking for it when we do go. But you could see all four parks on a certain section of the Skyliner. You could see, you could see the castle you could see Expedition Everest, you could see Hollywood Tower of Terror, and I'm trying to think what you could see at Epcot, but it was, I mean, it was faint, but you could see from all directions, all four parks, it was pretty cool. We will definitely look for it next time, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to back up real quick. You had mentioned the wait times at Rock and Roller Coaster was 30 minutes. Just generally, wait times in general, were they pretty minimal? I know sometimes they were saying online, Sometimes the, the the weight was just the extent of the queue, walking the queue. Right. Oh yeah, um, we definitely experienced that quite a lot, really. The I would say the average is roughly 20, 30 minutes. Um, obviously, we were, we were in Magic Kingdom on Saturday for our second day. By far the busiest day. Mm -hmm. uh, you had wait times that were 55, 65, 45. Um, we felt kind of crazy complaining about those wait times. Right, but. it, it kind of <laughs> seems just not worth it but uh we we made the best of it we mm -hmm. that's mainly when we jumped around was okay i don't really want to wait 45 minutes that was the yeah. weird thing so we're gonna go over to this 30 25 30 minute because in all our experience anytime i said 25 minutes unless they shut down for cleaning we were on in 15. Mm -hmm. you weren't waiting that time at all i think the longest posted wait time i saw was for, it was either for Slinky Dog Dash or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it was Mickey and Minnie though. I think it was like over an hour. Um, but we rope dropped that both days we went. Um, so we didn't have to worry about that. It was funny though, cause we, you know, rope dropped it. So we got in right away and then we come out and we can see the queue is like outside of the Chinese theater. And We're it was like, like that all day. Yeah. So tell us about that ride because I know we've watched it, but what is your take on it? 
Oh gosh, I loved it. It was really, I know there's been, I, I've seen some of the reviews, some people think it's okay, some people just didn't like it at all. Uh, I think the detail, just like Rise of the Resistance, I think the detail's great. Um, I can see where people don't necessarily like the newer vintage look of Mickey and Minnie, um, but the story was cool. The The way they had it was cool. I mean, you broke it out. Like there's one part where you're under the water. There's one part where you're in a like a dance studio with Daisy. Uh, I mean, they, they took time on it and it, it really shows. Yeah. And one thing that was neat is so there's, you know, it starts as a, a train that Goofy is conducting and there's four carts and with each of the carts you're getting a different experience mm. of the ride. Um, oh, okay. So that's really cool. Like obviously it's the same story and everything, um, but just your perspective on it changes and shifts just a little bit based mm -hmm. on what cart you started in. Right, because we were in the second cart. Two of the three times. Yeah, two of the three times. It. We were in the second cart. Uh, that then, one ended up being the first cart when you're done with the ride. Mm -hmm. And just the way that it fell throughout the ride, that underwater part I was talking about, we didn't necessarily get to experience that because that was the first one out of that room. Yeah, I mean, we, we lucked out and got like the third or the fourth cart and were able to kind of see more of it. But I mean, it, they, it, like she said, it's a different experience every time. I was going to say, that is cool because it's like um, the laugh floor. When you go, it's never the same because the jokes have been presented from the people that are coming on that day for that show. And then you have the people that they pick out to be the person that they pick on. Dad was that guy on the laughing floor years ago when that ride came out. Brad was on it many times. He got picked. He'd been that guy. They made him dance one time. I mean, it's like he got picked every time and we were sad because he didn't get picked this last time. <laughs> uh, I got stuck on Rise of the Resistance our second day. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Like they shut the ride down. I got to walk through the back part and they gave me a pass to come back at any time. I was almost done with the ride, so I basically got to ride it three times. I wonder if you were on that video I watched, because I started watching one and then Brad made me stop because it talked about how people got stuck on the Rise of the Resistance and they had to file them out. Yeah, it wasn't. It was obviously like a week before the lightning strike. No, we were. Mm -hmm. I was on the ride almost to the very end and it just stopped. The emergency lights came on and they just said, hey, stay in your vehicles. We're coming to get you type of deal. Uh, yeah, they were, they were filing us out through the, the, the back stage area. Uh, I was like one of the last ones out. <laughs> and so they gave me a pass to come back when the ride was up. Uh, and so I go back when the ride's up because Kirsten, she wasn't feeling well, so she stayed at the hotel. So I was by myself. I went up while the ride was up. I was like, hey, because uh, it, it didn't specify on the app. It just said, hey, here's an experience. Here's the rides you can use it on. But Rise of the Resistance wasn't on there. So I went and asked. I was like, do I need to try and get in another boarding group? Is there a specific time I should come back? She's like, well, uh, technically, I could use this for the Rise of Resistance, but I'm just going to let you in and then you can use this pass for whatever other ride, which was really awesome. I thought that was yeah cool. uh, because uh, Slinky Dog Dash was always such a long line mm -hmm. and I didn't want to wait super long and make her just stand around. So I used my experience for that ride, which I was fun. I mean, I still wouldn't have waited as long as I did. Uh, but it was still a fun ride. But the, the, the fact that they went out of their way to get me back on the ride was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So then Animal Kingdom, what did you guys like? What, what you, Obviously the shows weren't there, which I'm, I'm sad for you on that portion because those two shows are my favorite within the park. But. It seems like Animal Kingdom is very show heavy. Like that's what mm -hmm. kind of keeps the park going. Um, I think right now that's easily like a half day park just because especially with somebody who gets motion sick, she's very limited on what she can do. Mm -hmm. um, so we rode Navi River Journey like three like times. times. <laughs> yeah. um, Kilimanjaro, just because of the back side to side motion, I, I wasn't sure how well she was going to do with it. Yeah, I, so I sent him on it first because I like I wanted to just because of the experience of like seeing the animals and everything. Um, but I wasn't too sure about it. And so he went on it and he was like, yeah, no, with your motion sickness, you will not do well on that. I was like, okay. So that <laughs> stunk. But yeah, definitely not um, not a full day park right now. Flight of Passage, Passage was cool. Uh, that was my first time riding it. I thought that was really neat. And were your glasses okay? Yeah, I, I mean, so one of the tricks I learned just because I'm a normal glasses wearer all the time. Um, if you put the, like they say, don't put them on until you're sitting in the seat. But if you take a little bit of time to just wear them and let them kind of defog, they will. Um, or you just kind of adjust them to where they're not like right up against your mask. That'll help too. Uh, but I didn't necessarily have a problem just because I kind of learned 
that trick with like Toy Story Mania and other rides that had the glasses like that. We didn't know if it was from the cleaning or what, but the last time, I can't remember if Fred and Kaylee had this, but Joey and I, the little film that's in between there was wrinkled. And so the ride was distorted, almost like we weren't wearing 3D glasses when we were riding it. Now that you mentioned that, there was only a couple parts where you could kind of tell there was a little bit of distortion. Um, but for some reason, at some point it fixed itself. I don't know if it was something with the screen or what. I just know that I thought maybe it was just us because they didn't say anything. And then when we came home, I know I saw a, vid a YouTube video where somebody said, the ride seemed like I didn't have 3D. And I'm like, okay, good. It's not just us. Yeah. I don't know if it was the glasses or just the video. Cause yeah, there, there were a couple parts where I noticed. I'm like, man, that's not super clear, especially compared to when we started the ride. Right. He always told me about his like, here's how you defog trick the whole time but i literally never got that to work for me i think he's a little cuckoo for that she's just mad but she lost in toy story mania whatever. and she's blaming <laughs> the glasses <laughs> i've just come to know that brad is always going to beat me that's just bottom line well and i we rode toy story mania a decent handful of times because again that was like one of the things that i could do at hollywood studios like a, after a little bit i kind of figured out like okay if i wear it so that it, like they're tilted a certain way um like that they won't really fog up and so i was more successful a little little bit more successful <laughs> when i figured that out um but if anything it just helped with like you know actually being able to see everything but yeah i don't know that his whole defog method i because we did bugs life it's tough to, it's be, tough a to bug. be a bug um and I like I had those 3D glasses on for a while, and uh, it it wasn't defogging for me. But Mine were fine. Whatever. <laughs> Are your masks made differently? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. that might have been it. Yeah. Because I have some that like go over my nose really well, but then I have others that don't. And especially when I come out from PT where I've been sweating horrendously, I feel like as soon as I walk out the door, they go Wah! and then I can't see anything. So then I have to take them off, and you're like. Where am I? <laughs> uh, yeah. While he was on Kilimanjaro, did you walk around and look at all the animals that were near there? No, I didn't even think to do that. I just sat and waited for him. Oh, I'm sorry. I realized after it's we left okay. the park, or like the day after, I'm like, oh man, there's that whole back part that I didn't even know was there type of deal. Yeah, because you guys, she probably could have done the train, I bet. Yeah. East Planet, or she, even if she thought she was getting sick, she just could have closed her eyes for the short ride that it is to take you there. And we didn't see it until the next day or at least I didn't and I was like dang it like wasted. Well, we didn't know it was there for how many years Brad five <laughs> yes so I mean give yourself a break you haven't been there as much as we have we did we did eat at Yak and Yeti as well mm, I know that yes. was I know that was originally on our itinerary in June we mm -hmm. took it off just because of you know time and whatnot other reservations but yeah we were we there and we're like ah oh, we'll, we'll see if there's a reservation it was a late lunch it was like three o'clock but we did get in and it, it was it very was good so good did you get the dessert wonton no, no we, we were not. we got the, uh, everything the, else was just so filling mm -hmm. we got the pot stickers <laughs> we did this yeah um and those were really good and then i did the chicken lo mein i don't remember i think i did and he <laughs> i think he did like a teriyaki chicken thing but it was oh it was so good so those are Kaylee's favorite she would have told you she would have done those for the meal well and like we um we don't have like super great Chinese food around us and I love Chinese food she was in and heaven. so getting to have good Chinese food again I was like oh this is what it feels like <laughs> so did you get to do Expedition Everest then Devin yeah that was cool I've always liked that ride. I mean, I, I'm still, I like rock and roller coaster more. And then I'm sure that she did not ride doing a dinosaur. Did you ride dinosaur? We didn't even make it to that that end of the park. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she wasn't feeling very well, so we, we opted to leave. I'm sure the heat was not helping you at all. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the worst day. Yeah. Because I don't think it rained that day. So there was no, no. cool down or nothing. Uh, so yeah, we, I mean, we left rather early. And I mean, it was later on in our trip, so a little bit time to rest was really nice too. Mm -hmm. And we had, by the time we left, because we, we basically left after our lunch. So it was um, about 4, 4.30. Yeah, and so we ha got to have a couple hours to just kind of chill before we went to dinner in Disney Springs. Where did we go that night? No, it was, Wolf, it was Wolfgang Puck. Yes. That's right, yeah. Well, since you brought that up, you could talk about it. <laughs> oh, it was it was a cool, it was just a neat little place. Mm -hmm. um, I got a burger. <laughs> I had some kind of pasta which you know 
big surprise. I really like the location of where it was because, I mean, mm -hmm. you could see all the people. I'm a people watcher, so getting to see all the yeah. people walk, walking by was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. And it was raining, so they were getting wet and we weren't because we were inside. <laughs> Speaking of people walking by, I know that they put really a damper on the full-blown parades, but what about the character cavalcades? Did you see any of those and did you like them? A lot yes, of them. we saw a pretty good handful of them. I think I heard from one of the um, like Disney accounts that we follow, like uh, Disney Food Blog and All Ears Net and um, all those guys. One of them, I think, had said that the cavalcades were coming like every 30 minutes or so, roughly. Obviously not scheduled so that people don't sit there and wait for it to come. Um, but yeah, I thought they were awesome. It was pretty spot on, like the time. And I mean, they I mean, they spread it out. We, I mean, in, in Magic Kingdom, we caught the same one quite a bit. We also mm -hmm. saw Tinkerbell. Uh, we got Hollywood. to see the princesses a couple times. Yeah. Hollywood Studios. Um, I think it was, there was only oh like two. You had a Mickey and Minnie one. And then uh, had, like, a, Pixar a Pixar one, and that one was really, I, I'm a big fan of Pixar, mm -hmm. so that one was really cool to see. We pretty much, like, we pretty much exclusively saw the Pixar character one. I saw Hollywood. the Mickey and Minnie one. He did. We I went, there. I wasn't feeling good, so I went back to the hotel room, and I really wanted to see the Mickey and Minnie cavalcade. Of course. And then yeah. he got to see it. So you videoed it for her, right? I took a oh, lot took of pictures. pictures. I should have video videotaped it. I didn't think I'd have enough memory on my phone. Oh, I understand. But, but the, it was very cool. The Mickey and Minnie cavalcade in Magic Kingdom was the first one that we saw our first day. Um, and that was fun. And we've got friends whose kids love Mickey and Minnie. And so, you know, I got pictures of them and sent it to them and they love that. It was also really nice because, I mean, you weren't standing on the side of Main Street for 30 minutes, however long the parade was. They go through, they pass you, you're on your way. I think it helps with traffic flow. I think it helps mm -hmm. with the crowds. Um, it was really nice. Uh, I, I think if they, if Disney decided to stick with that, it would still be a functioning system for sure. I'm hoping they do. I mean, maybe even expand it because, like, I know there are some pretty awesome floats in some of the parades. But um, I mean, they so could just randomly. Right, if you just yeah. take one float, send it through, because I mean, it did the same parade route as the regular parades. Right. They just, you know, limited what was going, and I thought that was really cool. That was really neat. It was a. I haven't been to Disney since I was seven, so getting to like see the characters and kind of interact with them in a way was still really cool. It was a lot more personal. Yeah. I mean, they actually took the time to say hi to you, wave to you. Yeah. Cinderella we were... told me she liked my ears, right. so that was cool. And she's my favorite princess, so of course when I figured that out, I was like, oh my gosh, you liked my ears. What ears did you have on? Sorry. I had on these like, uh, like silvery type ears, <laughs> um, so they're kind of like Cinderella-ish colored. And we were celebrating our anniversary, so we had the happily ever after button, and they actually took the time to acknowledge that. Isn't so that like, cool? Yeah, all the yeah, princesses like were like, godmother oh, congratulations, too. the fairy godmother. I mean, they took their time out to really make that connection. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. And so Epcot, I know it's a lot of construction, but do you have like a favorite thing that you saw there or did there? Um, I So I was able to ride everything except for... Test track. Test track and mission space. space, which I no way was ever going to do mission <laughs> space anyways. <laughs> but I I I liked them, all the rides pretty well. Um, the new Frozen ride was really cool. Yeah, I really I liked really that because it, it kind of... It had a dip, though. It had it a did, small dip, but, not but you bad. saw it coming. Yeah. Because the, tra the, the car shifted to go back to forwards. And you're like, oh, here it comes. Like, it mm -hmm. wasn't like pitch black like Pirates was. Yeah. But... It basically, like, takes place after the first movie. And you're just, like, going to visit Elsa at the ice castle that she makes, basically. So it was neat in that it was, like, its own story. But it still had, like, story elements from the first movie. We rope dropped that mm -hmm. on Ep at Epcot. Because we figured the lines would get outrageous with it being a newer ride. It was worth it. That was a really great one. Mm -hmm. I also really enjoyed, I mean, I really enjoyed all of them. All the ones that I rode there. Um, the Grand Fiesta Tour was fun. And they had, um, I'm sure you had heard, but one of the animatronics. Jose. Yeah, mm -hmm. Jose. He was out for a little while, but he was back for us. So that was good. Oh, good. Um, Spaceship Earth was probably one of my favorites. Was, I mean, I'm a history geek, so. Yep, I knew you would like it. And then Soren was like my top yeah, favorite Soren. ride there. Yay, I'm glad you got to ride it. I wasn't sure if your off-centeredness <laughs> would make you get goofy. 
No, I was good with that. I loved it. We were in section B each time we wrote it. One time we were in, I think, row three, and then the other time we were in row one. Both of them were really good experiences. You And it's probably good if you go again. I think you can request to be in the middle because I think it might throw you off to be on the side with having motion sickness just because the curvature is weird. And I said, leaned over to Joey, I'm like, um, is that leaning or is it me? And he goes, it's the screen. And I was like, okay. So just so I know, it's not my mind going, because it's, you know, anything's possible at this point. Did you, do you guys go to Pixar Shorts? Yes, yes we yes, did. did. Yeah. That one seemed a little hidden. We caught it like right as we were on our way out. We're like, oh, we got a dinner reservation. We're like, how long is this? They're like 20 minutes. And we're like, oh, perfect. Then we'll do that and we'll leave. Um, so we caught that one, which was really cool. Like yeah. I'm a big Pixar fan, so I, I loved it. And I, I don't know if they changed the uh, shorts in there at all, but the first short that they had for us was like an old time Mickey and Minnie one. And that one was really cool because they broke through the screen and then they were in color and that one was neat. That's one of our favorites. We always try to catch that. To me, that Pixar short, I feel like the people that worked on that Pixar short must have worked on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I may be wrong, but the colorization and everything mimicked it to me from what I can see on YouTube. Again, I haven't wrote it, so I can't speak to that for sure. Okay, did you eat on property? And if so, what are some of the places that you ate at? I think we've covered some of those. We love California Grill. Mm -hmm. It was it was really cool. Uh, we actually ate at the bar, which if we had, could go back and change anything, we, basically we showed up early, uh, just have a few drinks, kind of enjoy the environment. Uh, so we asked, is there any, is it because we, we actually tried to go to the Wave Lounge first. Okay. Okay, we could go to the bar, have some drinks. They were completely full. So we're like, okay, well, we'll go check in at Contemporary or at California Grill and see if we can just sit at the bar. And they're like, well, you can eat at the bar if you'd like. And we're like, no, what the heck? We're early. Might as well get checked in and just eat at the bar. Honestly, I'm glad that we ate early because we had gotten there at like 8.30 and our reservation was at 9.30. And we we left dinner at like after 10. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really glad that we ended up eating earlier because like I was wiped. <laughs> And so I just, oh, I needed food and I needed sleep. And so I was really glad that we went, we got to eat an hour early. That was awesome. But we would have definitely, next time we will definitely get a table instead yeah. of eat at the bar. Yeah. Just because of the view or? Because of the view. Yeah, the, the view. And I mean, and this is no discredit to the bartender. He was great. I mean, he, I mean, he was making drinks for the whole restaurant. It was just him mm -hmm. while still trying to wait on us and everything else. I mean, he did great. He balanced it well. Obviously, there's a little bit of time in between our drinks and our, our food, but uh, he was doing the best he could. And he even apologized profusely. Like, I'm so sorry. I haven't been giving you guys much attention. Just me back here. Like, and we totally get it. We're understanding people, obviously. Um, but I feel, I feel being at a table would have been a much nicer environment, I guess. Still, our, still probably our favorite meal. I think closely, oh, yeah. for me at least, clo closely was... followed by paddlefish. Yeah. We had just, we've just eaten at Paddlefish on one of our most recent trips and it was really good. You're right. Paddlefish was good, but California Grill is my top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big seafood guy, so I was a little, little certain, a little nervous about uh, Paddlefish. I'm just skeptical. I've gotten, I've gotten food poisoning from just fish and seafood in the past. I'm skeptical of where I order it from, but a place on Disney property, I'm assuming they do it right, you know? Like like cruises, like I'll get I'll get seafood or fish on a cruise because they're gonna take that little extra care to make sure it's cooked all the way, you know. So it's a little more I'm a little more trusting of of nicer restaurants like that. We ate at the 50s Primetime Diner. Was that a good experience? Because I just had someone complain to me about the 50s and I was feeling bad because I recommended it. I I thought the experience was fine. Yeah, I liked it. Um. The food was good. It was, you know, mm -hmm. comfort food, which was kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, I, we didn't have a terrible experience with it, no. We also went to uh, Grand Floridian Cafe. That was very good. That was our yeah. first day. Uh, yeah, that was our first dinner. I liked that a lot. It was a lot of food. Oh, yeah. Like, I got the, the fried chicken, and it was, like, basically the size of my head. And I didn't finish it, and the waiter was like, is everything okay? Like, do I need to take it back for you or anything? I was like, no, like, I just can't eat that much food. <laughs> And then we went to the Enchanted Rose Lounge after dinner that night. Um, that was very cool. It was, uh, I mean, the whole Grand Floridian is a little weird right now with the NBA staying on part of it. I mean, the resort's still open to guests, but they have a, a 
part of it blocked off for the NBA players. Um, and the bartender at Enchanted Rose actually made it a point to say that usually when the NBA is not there, the window, they basically like fogged out the windows. They put like a special deal on them. So you can't see out. They said it was more so the players can't see in and see there's a bar and try and leave quarantine or leave the bubble. But looking at that fence, they're not going to get out of that that area pretty easily. So I'm almost certain it was more so for the privacy of the NBA players. Probably. The view from the windows out there are just fantastic. You can see the castle perfectly. Um, but that was just a cool little environment, especially for like after dinner. Mm. Oh, we did the World Showcase. At yeah, Epcot. we caught the, the Food and Wine Festival. They call it the Taste of Epcot Food and Wine Festival. And so they had it at a basically convention center. They had incredible mac and cheese. I love that mac and cheese <laughs> so much. Yeah, it was very good. And drinks at, at all these places too, specific mm-hmm. to each booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, we got the, um, what was it, like the cheddar soup or something in Canada? Oh, Kaylee and I have had that before. So, so, so good. We we split that and then like we ate at the little pavilion and we had every intention of like getting a snack at every other country. But after we left the pavilion, we were like, uh, man, we're so full. full. <laughs> We did get uh, Mickey bars mm-hmm. at Epcot. Those were good. Mm-hmm. And the chocolate was thicker than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, they're not like the ones that they sell at Walmart. I was just going off of like prior knowledge of like Dove chocolate bars. Oh, okay. You no, know, where it's the the chocolate's not super thick. I still recommend the ice cream sandwich with the Oreo ice cream in the middle. They have those at Walmart also. Yeah. Well, we did eat it be our guest as well our yes. last day. And how was that? It was okay. I'm sad. That was a pricey meal. Yeah. Right. And that's where I was a little disappointed. Well, Um, and it was the way that they have it set it up is it's a flat rate for an appetizer, an entree and a dessert, which was nice. So we got to have all three of those. Um, I thought my food was pretty good. I got the pork tenderloin, I believe. I got the steak. I I think I just got the wrong appetizer. And I mean, you know, that can set the, The the tone. Obviously, the dessert was the best, the gray stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we got like little samples of three things. So we got the gray stuff and like a white chocolate uh, chip cup that was edible. Then we got like a chocolate truffle. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we didn't talk about Topolino's Terrace. You're right. We got that last second. That was awesome. We did that for breakfast. That's at Grand Riviera, right? Yes. Yes. We did that before Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that Because we took the, the Skyliner of... to Epcot. Yes. That was, that, that was Tuesday morning's mm-hmm. breakfast. We, Very cool. And we Very got that good. reservation Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> we, the, but that was we a were, lot of fun. When we were at the Enchanted Rose Lounge, the, some of the other guests that were there were just raving about Topolino's Terrace. So we're like, okay, okay, let's see if we can get a reservation. Uh, and we did, lucky enough uh, to where we could still rope drop Epcot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very good food. That was also mm-hmm. a character dining event. Uh, you had Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy. They each came out individually, mm-hmm. and then they all came out together and did a little dance. Like a celebration is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, of course, were socially distanced too, um, but we could still like try to take selfies with them and stuff. Also taking that step to be more personal. Yeah. I mean, they took the time to look at each table and interact with them in a in very in briefly, some way. Yeah. The pastry bucket was awesome too. It was just like it basically it looked like a, a paint jar, not like you know, not like Home Depot paint jar, but the whole thing is it's an artist type deal. Right. It, it, or like a honey pot type deal, and it just had full of pastries, and they had a couple like different spreads next to it. It was mm-hmm. really cool. You know, they are changing the security stuff going into mm-hmm. at least Animal Kingdom and Hollywood, uh, Studios. Hollywood Studios. They finished that while we were there. All you have, there's only a couple items that you have to have out of your bag. Mm-hmm. And if you're having to hold them in your hand, you have to hold them out you in front of you. And they like just this. keep sending you. And if they see something that they need to kind of investigate further, they'll pull you aside. But I mean, you're, you're going through like that. Yeah, it was super awesome. I didn't realize you got to do the Hollywood Studios. We just heard that that was up and running this week. Right after, because you know, everybody lines up for the rope drop. Right after the crowd had died down from the rope drop, they shut down like half of the security line and started installing all that stuff. Because our second day, I think it was all installed or they were just wrapping up. Because our second day, we actually were able to go through the new system going into Hollywood Studios. That's good for people like Brad because he loves his backpack because it has literally like 20 pockets. But he's been having to get all 20 pockets 
checked every time. And we're all through security and there's Brad. He's still getting his backpack dug through, so that'll be good. So our first day with, with Magic Kingdom, it was, I had to pull out my sunglasses case. We brought an umbrella just in case and ditched mm -hmm. that halfway through the day. Portable chargers. And portable chargers. Those were the three main things. Oh, and we had a metal straw that mm -hmm. we ended up taking out of our bag to be quicker. So we pulled all those out our first day at Magic Kingdom and sent them through the line. But obviously, if they put that system in at Magic Kingdom, be way more efficient. Yeah, Kay Kaylee's always teasing me about my dad moments. But when I heard about that system, it's not the rides that get me excited. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Getting through security without having to unhinge my bag. That's what I'm talking about. And that'll be so great too, once they're like back to operating at full capacity and everything. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be speeding through security, which mm. is so great. Were they taking temperatures at the restaurants when you guys were there before you went in? Not at the restaurants. Um, I know Grand Floridian, they checked our temperature mm -hmm. when we uh, went into Grand Floridian. We took the, the monorail they, over there. Yeah, and they um, checked it at California Grill too. Did they, t did they? I couldn't remember. Yes, they did. Um, so like the hotels, I think do like, if you're going in for a dining reservation, they check it. When we checked into Caribbean beach, they weren't. Um, but that's not a, a place where you have to have a reservation. Correct, but that's what I'm saying. Like I, I, at our hotel, they never checked our temperature. Yeah. The parks they did, Disney Springs they did. Um, the sit down resort restaurants that we went to did. Mm -hmm. they, they were very strict on the, the masks as well. It was kind of weird. We stopped and got some Dole Whip uh, over by Jungle Cruise, you know. the Which, by the way, they have a raspberry pineapple one now. So good. Very good. Loved it. Uh, we So we stopped and ate that, sat down. Some people follow the six feet way better than others. And that's mm -hmm. not just with sitting down and eating. Uh, cues were the same way. It was, it was weird. Um, but we sat down and I kid you not, I finished mine, put the spoon back in the cup. And this cast member rounded the corner and just reprimanded me for not having my mask on. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I just finished eating. <laughs> it, like she didn't even stop. She's like, you gotta have your mask on, I'm sorry. And I'm just like, what just happened? <laughs> Boom, and she rounded that corner. Like I didn't even have time to wipe the extra off my mouth before she's like, you gotta put your mask back on. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're taking it seriously mm -hmm. for sure. They're as on top of it as they can be, you know, whenever they, whenever they notice somebody, they are reminding them. And I mean, I've even seen like when guests were talking to cast members and if they had it like, you know, down below their nose that or they like pulled it down to talk to the cast member, it would be like, no, like I need you to keep your mask on. And they're like, oh, okay. So then they would pull it back up. So they were good about that, which was nice. Well, Devin and Kirsten, thank you so much for sharing your magical trip with us. Brad and I really appreciate it and enjoyed learning more about your trip. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to book a trip or just want a free quote, contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends.